Welcome to Life Study of the Bible, brought to you by Living Stream Ministry. These programs are based on the ministry of Witness Lee and his 21-year-long crowning work, The Life Study of the Bible. We'll include excerpts from his spoken ministry, which focuses on the enjoyment of Christ as the divine life as revealed in the Bible. We hope that through these studies, you'll be brought into a deeper enjoyment of the scriptures and of our dear and precious Lord Jesus. You can contact us by sending email to radio at lsm.org or reach us toll-free, 888-LIFE-STUDY. Now, let's join today's program. Deuteronomy is a wonderful yet little-known book in the Bible. It begins with Moses reviewing the 40-year history of the children of Israel as they wandered in the wilderness due to their flesh and unbelieving hearts. God used this long period first to consume that unbelieving generation, but also to reveal three persons in a very detailed way. Dick Taylor has joined us today as we come to Deuteronomy to see God manifested, man exposed, and Christ unveiled and presented. Dick, welcome to the broadcast. Thank you, Brother Chris. And I love these three phrases, God manifested, man exposed, and Christ revealed and presented. Hallelujah for this ministry. Dick, in the Bible, it's easy to see God, all of the miraculous events of creation, the demonstrations of his power and majesty, and in passages like this one where the failures of God's people are exposed again and again, we also get a very clear picture of what mankind is like in general and what we ourselves are like personally. But to see Christ in the Bible, especially in the Old Testament, in a book like Deuteronomy, is not so easy, is it? That's true, Chris. But thank the Lord again for this ministry, bringing us to Christ as the all-inclusive one, signified by the good land, and also Christ as the word of God to supply us and enable us to go in and possess him as the good land. So Christ is both the goal and Christ himself is also the way. Just like he said, I am the way, the reality, and the life. Amen. So our Christ is the goal and our Christ is the way. What a Christ we have in Deuteronomy. We have him as the goal and the way. That's an interesting composition, isn't it, Dave? It surely is. Well, let's join Witness Lee. We want to look at uh, how we opened the program today, and that is to say that in the Bible, primarily these three are seen, God, man, and Christ. And that also is what we see in Deuteronomy, which we see is just an extract or an abstract of the whole Bible. Here's Witness Lee. In Deuteronomy, it reveals just three persons. Number one, it reveals God. Number two, it reveals man. Number three, it reveals the Word. That is Christ. God is manifested here as the loving one, as the righteous one, as the faithful one, and as the one that blesses, that gives blessing. He has a heart. And he has two hands, and he has a mouth. The heart is loving. The hands are righteous. And the mouth, faithful. Whatever the mouth proceeds will be fulfilled. Because God's mouth or God's word is always faithful. The heart, the hand, and the mouth. What are the thoughts? God has two eyes 
And his eyes are what? Blessing or cursing. You have to realize this is the very God that entire Bible reveals. Then, how about man? You and me. What we are revealed here? Nothing. We are nothing. We have nothing. We can do nothing. But you like to be like God, to be loving. Loving whom? Love yourself. <laughs> right? And you like to be like God, to be righteous. To be righteous in what way? In a very loose way. That's your righteousness. You like to be like God, faithful. Faithful in what? In your interest. Your own interest. Do you like to bless others? To give others? You like to receive. So, could God expect this kind of persons to carry out his eternal purpose, to fulfill his economy. You know, Paul's argument in his writings, in all those 14 epistles, are just like this. Paul's writings just manifest God as the loving one, as the righteous one, as the faithful one, and as the one that blesses. And his writings reveal us as what? As no. No, 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 nothing. Then, is this all? If this is all, the whole universe will be hopeless. But you have the word. You receive another life. You cannot do, but you receive the word. The word will supply you. You have life, and you have life supply. You have everything. Dick, this uh, Bible, exposing man but manifesting God and revealing Christ. Uh, Deuteronomy is the same. And in it we see this God who is righteous, represented by his hands, his heart is his loving attitude, his loving feeling towards us. His mouth is faithful and his eyes are full of blessing. Uh, in one way, we match him. We have all of these capacities, or at least these uh, desires, don't right, we? Aspirations. Right, right aspirations. But uh, the man that is exposed in the Bible is far short of what God needs to fulfill his purpose. So what should we do? We should turn to Christ. Amen. Christ is the answer. Because like our brother mentioned, uh, yes, we desire to be righteous, but uh, our righteousness is just in a loose way. And we desire to be faithful, but... Uh, just taking care of our own interests. And uh, yeah, we desire to be loving too, especially loving ourself. Right. So we are just one big hunk of self. Like he said, God is everything, but we are no, 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 no. <laughs> we can accomplish nothing. But our wonderful Christ is the enabling one. And in Deuteronomy, he's revealed as the word. So by him as our life and life supply, we're enabled to be what God desires us to be, like himself. So thank the Lord that we don't just have uh, an unreachable God. We have a God who has come to us as the very word and today is the very life-giving spirit so that we, as the hopeless ones, could be full of Christ as the hope. I like 1 Corinthians uh, 15.45b, Chris, because it shows that he is the link between us, the hopeless ones, and he as the God who's loving, righteous, faithful, blessing. Because 1 Corinthians 15.45b says, the last Adam became a life-giving spirit. And I like the, that verse because it says the last Adam, 
That means the end of the helpless and hopeless race. He's the last Adam. Mm. That was the termination of the man who can do nothing, is nothing, and has nothing. But Christ, who is everything, has become the life-giving spirit. He's the living word of God. And by him, through him, we can fulfill God's desire eventually to become like God in all of his attributes by being filled with him through Christ as the life-giving spirit. Dick, uh, as we view God's purpose and plan and consider the God that the Bible presents, this one, and then consider in ourselves how far off we are from matching this one, it becomes uh, to ponder this question, how can we be those with whom God will fulfill his purpose? There is just no way in ourselves. That's right. But neither does that mean then that God is going to somehow accomplish his purpose with fallen humanity. He does, but only as this one who is the word is lived out. And that is the real heart of what we constantly are referring to as God's economy, isn't it? Amen. That's right. Dick and ourselves, as we have seen, we're utterly helpless and useless for God's plan. Like it says in John 15, verse 5, apart from me, you can do nothing. But what we need to see is that Christ has come as the very life supply for us to take in. Let's go back to Witness Lee. What is the word, or who is the word, that's Christ? God does want us to do something for him. But he knows that we are nothing, and we have nothing, and we cannot do anything. He knows this quite well, yet his economy his way is not to let us do something by ourselves. His way is to let us do everything with Christ, Amen. by Christ, through Christ, and in Christ. Christ, Christ, Christ. Christ is your life. Christ is your life supply. Christ is your faithfulness. Christ is everything. So we have to feed on Christ. Amen. He is our life, he is our life supply, he is everything. He is the body of all our necessities. Paul tells us clearly in Colossians 2, eating, drinking, holidays, new moon, Sabbath, all these are the necessities of our life. These are shadows. The real body is just Christ. And today, Christ, for our supply, is the Word. Where is Christ? The Word. How could you contact Christ? The Word. Is Christ real? Yes. By what way? The Word. Very good. Hallelujah. We do have the Word. Amen. A book of 66 books. This is what? This is the embodiment of Christ. You know, what is the Bible, do you know? The Bible is not a book of history. It's not a storybook. It's not a book of teaching. No. No, what is the Bible? The Bible is the embodiment of Christ. Whatever Christ is, whatever Christ has, whatever Christ can do, and whatever Christ has done, and whatever Christ is doing, and whatever Christ will do, all are embodied in this one book. So, you could see these three persons. God is here, manifested. Man is here, exposed. And Christ is here, presented.
Dick, I like this segment, particularly connected to the verse in 1 Corinthians you talked about. That verse is quite wonderful, isn't it? In one verse, we have Christ doing away with what we are and initiating what he is now, the life-giving spirit. Amen. Amen. Dick, you know, we could say, well, we just need Christ as the life-giving spirit, but we just heard a very practical way to get our hands on that, didn't we, this matter of the word? That's right. Because Christ himself is the living word. He's the embodiment of God. All that God is, all that's been accomplished, all that's done, all that he's going to do, everything is in Christ. Christ is the living word, but this living word as the life-giving spirit is embodied in the written word. So we need to come and feed on Christ. All that he is, all that he can do, all that he will do, all that he's done is there. All we need to do is feed on him. I like that because... Well, he mentioned that to experience Christ is to exercise your spirit, to eat the word and receive Christ as life. That's the definition of the experience of Christ in a brief way. So our need as those who could never fulfill God's economy is to feed on this all-sufficient Christ. He is the living word embodied in the written word, so we need to feed on him. I like uh, Deuteronomy 8, Chris, because Deuteronomy 8 brings us to Christ as the good land Right in verses 8 through 10, showing us all the different aspects of Christ. And also, Colossians 2 shows us the same thing. It says Colossians 2 shows us Christ is our eating, our drinking, our holiday, our new moon, our Sabbath. He's the reality of all these things. These are shadows, but he's the body, the substance, the reality. Well, how do we enjoy this reality? How do we enjoy Christ as this substance? How do we possess the good land, the wheat, the barley, the land of water and and all-inclusive bread and everything? How how do we fulfill God's economy? Then you go to uh, Deuteronomy 8.3. It says, And he humbled you and let you go hungry and fed you the manna which you had never known, nor your fathers had ever known, so that he might make you know that man lives not by bread alone, but that man lives by everything that proceeds out from the mouth of Jehovah. This brings us to the fact that the only way to fulfill God's economy is that we would eat Christ as the Word of God. Everything of God's economy is embodied in this Christ. Everything we need to fulfill his economy is in this person. We just need to exercise our spirit, eat the Word, and receive him as life and our life supply. Then God has a way to make us the people we need to be to be his testimony. I'm glad you brought that verse up in Deuteronomy 8.3. Of course, the Lord Jesus quotes that again in Matthew chapter 4. Amen. And every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God, right, is this bread Mm -hmm. that comes down from heaven, if we connect that with John 6, meaning that everything that comes out of God's mouth is just Christ. That's right. Now, this is a good setup for our final segment today, but we have to add one more verse, Dick. I think you'll like this, 2 Timothy 3.16. All Scripture is God breathed. Amen. And also, God's breath proceeds out of his mouth, doesn't it? It surely does. Well, let's go back to Witness Lee. What is to read the Bible? That is just to participate in Christ. You just read one line, you participate in him. What did the Bible tell me? That is the breathing of the triune God. Do you know... Every day, the Bible is breathing there. The Bible is exhaling. 
Have you learned the way to study the Bible? Best way is to inhale. Don't say the word too far in a distance. Moses say, don't say this. Paul also say, don't say this. Don't say Christ in the heavens, who will go to the heavens and bring him down. You don't need to say this because he came down already. He finished his coming down by his incarnation. Then number two, don't say uh, who will go down to Hades, to the lower part of the earth. That is to bring up Christ. You don't need to say Christ rose up, resurrected from the Hades. Not only so, he told us already the word that I spoke to you. They are spirit. When the word is the spirit, you have life. The word I spoke to you, they are the spirit and they are life. It's wonderful. Eventually, whom do you experience? The triune God. The Father, the Son, and the Spirit. This is the Christian faith. Learn how to inhale the breath, even the breathing of the Father, Son, and Spirit. Amen. So eventually Paul says what? May the grace of Christ, the love of God, and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you. You have to declare, like Paul did, I can do everything in him, not outside him, not by him, but in him, in the one who empowers me, Amen. who strengthens me. Amen. Well, this is Deuteronomy. Amen. Moses' writing was the same as Paul's. Have you got it? Actually, I must tell you, Paul's writings are just Deuteronomy. Amen. Paul's writings are just repeatings. Repeating what? Moses spoke already. Dick, this was a uh, jam-packed point. Yes. I, I really hope, I'm going to put in a plug now, we usually save this till at the end of the program, but I really hope our listeners will get the printed Life Study message for this. To see Moses' word in Deuteronomy connected with Paul's word in the New Testament, in Romans, in Second Timothy, connected with the Lord Jesus' word in John 6 and Matthew 4, the picture that's beginning to uh, come into focus here is tremendous to realize that Christ, as the word, is the very breath of God, and we take him in by inhaling what God has exhaled and experiencing him as the life-giving one in the process. I just open this up to you and ask for your fellowship and uh, comments here. Like you said, Chris, uh, 2 Timothy 3.16 is an awesome verse. All Scripture is God-breathed. And when you study the whole Scripture, Paul's writings, and then you compare it with Deuteronomy, you realize that breathing is just Christ as the Word of God. Uh, I was thinking of uh, Hebrews 1.2. In 1.1, it says that God has spoken in the Old Testament in certain ways, but in these days— uh, he has spoken to us in the Son. In the Son, right. In fact, the literal Greek says, in Son, meaning God only speaks one language, and that's Son. <laughs> God's speaking, God's breathing is Christ. Wow. 
So if God's speaking, God's breathing is Christ, what do we helpless, hopeless people need to do in order to fulfill God's desire? We better inhale this Christ. So I like this message. It concludes with the way. The way to receive this Christ is by inhaling him. And in a simple way, we could refer to maybe this verse uh, in 2 Timothy 3.16. All Scripture is God-breathed. If you would just read that verse, just even that much of the verse, and just say, all Scripture, amen. Thank you, Lord, for all Scripture is God-breathed. Praise the Lord. God-breathed. And you just convert this precious word to prayer. And even in Ephesians 6, it says uh, in verse 18 that we should receive God's word by means of all prayer. And that word all means all kinds of prayer. We pray the word. We pray about the word. Even we may be praying with God's word and end up interceding for people. But by all means, we would exercise our spirit through all kinds of prayer, praying at every time in spirit to inhale Christ as the living word who's embodied in the written word so that we could be supplied and enabled to live Christ, magnify Christ. That's what Paul says. The burden in Deuteronomy was that we would take the good land and we would become the temple and the testimony of the Lord and the Lord's kingdom. The burden in Paul's epistles are the same. It's the same. We would enjoy this Christ by feeding on him as the living word, and breathing him into us so that we would be those who live Christ, magnify Christ, and are built up as one corporate unit to be his temple, his body, his bride, and the one new man. I like the way Paul concludes Philippians, don't you, Chris? By breathing this wonderful Christ as the living word into our being and feeding on him, then we can say with Paul, I can do all things in the one who empowers me. So praise the Lord for Moses' writings and Paul's writings, both showing us God, the impossible man, and the all things possible Christ, who today is the living, life-giving, breathable, edible word of God. Oh, how we love this Christ. Amen. Dick, uh, we just heard that Paul's speaking was a Deuteronomy. Amen. As we saw in the first program as we began this life study, Deuteronomy simply means a re-speaking or a second speaking. Actually, we need a re, 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 re-speaking, don't we? We surely do. Every day we need this Deuteronomy. Amen, we do. And isn't it good, the re, 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 eventually what you see in Moses' writings and then you see in Paul's writings, the re, re, re is Christ, 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 Christ. Christ, Christ. <laughs> Doesn't this change the way we approach the whole Bible? It truly does. To see it as the breath of God, not just something to be studied. And we're not diminishing the need to study and learn and understand the Bible, but to see it as the very breath of God, the embodiment of Christ that we can receive every day as our life supply. It changes everything. It truly does. So the Bible is not just that we might be full of head knowledge, but God's will is to fill us with Christ. We'll close with that, Dick. Thank you very much for your fellowship. I always have a marvelous time when we're together. Oh, it's good to be here, Chris. Praise the Lord. Well, we hope you will take our recommendation from uh, a few minutes ago to contact us about getting these printed life study messages uh, to see. I don't know that Deuteronomy has ever been opened up in this kind of a way before, to see Moses' writing connected 
with the Apostle Paul's writing in the New Testament economy, I believe, unless someone would uh, faithfully point out, no, no, that's been done many times, I, I surely have never seen it. And I think that it is a treasure for any lover of Christ, lover of God's Word. Do contact us. We'd love to get these uh, volumes into your hand. Our toll-free number, 1-888-543-3788. For Dick Taylor today, I'm Chris Wilde. Thank you very much for listening. Thank you for listening to Life Study of the Bible with Witness Lee, brought to you by Living Stream Ministry. The focus of Living Stream is the works of Watchman Nee and Witness Lee, two co-laborers with the Lord in China in the first half of the 20th century. After World War II, Witness Lee brought this ministry first to Taiwan, then later to North America and eventually to the entire world. For more than 20 years, he spoke these life study messages, unveiling how each book of the Bible shows God's eternal plan. God, through Christ, wants to dispense his life and nature into redeemed man so that man would become God's expression, enlargement, counterpart, and habitation. These studies go far beyond mere doctrine and unveil a personal, practical, and experiential Christ. In these short 26-minute programs, we summarize and condense Witness Lee's rich speaking. But to enjoy all the riches in these messages, we hope you'll visit our website at lifestudy.com. There, you can read all of the Life Study messages absolutely free of charge. You can even create your own Life Study reading schedule or download more Life Study audio programs just like this one and all at no cost. Again, the website, lifestudy.com. Thanks for listening.